Hi, I'm Julianne Sprague, and I'd like to introduce a new podcast from the Australian Financial Review called 15 Minutes with the Boss. In this weekly podcast, the AFR's boss editor, Sally Patton, sits down with one of the country's top CEOs and asks them to share all the valuable advice and wisdom they've gained during the course of their careers. Think how I made it, but with a twist. They'll chat about their successes and failures and everything in between. Here's a little preview of our latest episode featuring Sydney Swans Chief Executive Tom Harley. He chats about everything from sharing the lessons he's learned through failure, how he tackles conflict, and his plans to remove his phone from the bedroom. At the end of the preview, just search 15 Minutes with the Boss and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. It's a really easy process and only takes a few seconds. There's four episodes ready to binge. Here's a snippet of our new show. I hope you enjoy it. The Australian Financial Review. I fail all the time. I'm my own harshest critic, so there aren't too many days where I close the day out and think, I didn't fail at anything. You're looking for the silver bullet, you might get it and you might get an unbelievable sugar hit, but it's not sustainable. You've just got to grind. You know, it's about doing um, and having unwavering confidence that you're on the right path. Hi, I'm Sally Patton, editor of Boss from the Australian Financial Review, and welcome to 15 Minutes with the Boss, a podcast about success and failure and everything in between. And along the way, we're aiming to get some great advice from our leaders. My guest today is Tom Harley, Chief Executive of the Sydney Swans. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm great. Thanks, Sally. Great to be here. Thank you very much for allowing us into your new studio. It's a beautiful space. This is my debut in this um, studio on a podcast. I've obviously taken a lot of people through it, but wrapped to be hosting you today. Fantastic. Now, Tom, as I said, you're the CEO of the Sydney Swans, which is one of 18 AFL clubs. I should also point out that you are yourself a former player, indeed a former captain of Geelong, which you led to three successive grand finals and two premierships and making my mother extremely happy. So (laughs) thank you for that. (laughs) That feels like a lifetime ago now, my playing career, but I've been unbelievably fortunate to have been involved in something that I love, which is the game of AFL. From a junior player to a professional player to a broadcaster and now an administrator. So I've lived a very blessed AFL life. And thank you for letting us spend 15 minutes with you. As I said, we've only got 15 minutes. Let's start the clock. My first question is, what happens in the morning? What time do you get up? How do you start your day? Now, we have had a conversation before, Sally, and I was proudly spruiking the fact that I was up at 4.30 and I was exercising at 5 and done by 6. Unfortunately, the gym closed. Now, that's my excuse. So I'm not as rigid as that, but I still do get up early, do exercise in the morning, sometimes passive, sometimes more assertive. Typically have a coffee with a couple of my very good mates in Balmain and and bring one home for my wife, Felicity. Make the kids lunch and on occasions, a couple of times a week, take the kids to school, if not head straight on to work. So it's uh, it's an up early, a little bit of exercise, coffee, kids lunch, out the door. And what does assertive exercise look like and what does passive exercise look like? (laughs) The passive exercise is starting to creep into my routine as I get a bit older. So passive is a walk and a stretch and those sorts of things and more assertive or aggressive is uh, is a cardio blowout. And one of the things I guess coming through an elite athlete path is you do 
become accustomed to working out aggressively. I see a half hour window as not time to flaff around, it's time to go pretty hard. And that might be a really aggressive bike, treadmill, rower, cardio type workout. I know the feeling, I must say, when I get a half hour window, I think, oh, good time for the couch. (laughs) I've been thinking that a lot lately as well, Sally, so uh, don't feel too bad about that. Welcome to the club. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tom, tell me about a pivotal moment in your career that shaped you as a leader or indeed changed the trajectory of your career. Yeah, look, I think for me, there was one really clear moment and it was back when I was an AFL footballer and I was charged with the responsibility of captaining the club. I was appointed by the CEO at the time, Brian Cook, who's now CEO of Carlton. Prior to that point in time, I'd been a, uh, I guess what you'd call a, a role model team player, but then entrusted with leadership. And we had some great success in my last couple of years whilst playing for Geelong. And as a result of that, I'm sure opportunities presented to me, which I guess set me on a path post-playing. So I think if I could pinpoint one specific example, it was the phone call that I received to um, honour me with the captaincy of Geelong. And what did you think when that phone call came? Did you think, yes, I can do it? Did you think, oh, I'm not sure that I can do it? Yeah, look, I'd never actually definitively led anything before. I've never been one that is motivated by definitive leadership or titular leadership where it's a title or it's um, all the perks that come with that. So from that point of view, I was comfortable. I was comfortable with who I was. And then I was really comfortable also um, putting my hand up saying, I don't know what I don't know. And one of the things I learned really early on in the piece was the power of a group, particularly when it comes to decision making and, and standard setting and the like. And I think one of the things that I've become more comfortable saying that I am comfortable at is acknowledging where my gaps are and who can help me plug those gaps for the greater good, not for me, but for the greater good. So I guess they were the, uh, the early learnings um, from that pivotal moment in my career. Interesting. So it sounds like you eased into leadership quite naturally. I certainly didn't strive for it. I still would like to think I'm relatively young in my professional career. And from the journey that I've traveled from player to administrator, that's a path that some current players want to travel as well. So I've got the great privilege of having conversations now with a number of players who would like to go down a similar path to me. And, And one of the things that I often say to them is just be really clear as to why you want to do that. Why do you want to be the CEO of a club or why do you want to be the senior coach of the of the club and make sure that you're confident and comfortable with those motivations and that they're pure and, and what resonates with me is is very much subservient leadership and um, absolutely motivated by working for and with others and uh, that's certainly the conversation that I would have with current players now just to try to get some clarity around that. Yeah, it's good advice. Understand what your own motivation is. Okay, my next question is, what is the best piece of career advice you've ever been given? There is one that stands out more so than any other, and that's when you're charged with the responsibility of making a decision, a career decision, the advice given to me was any decision that's anchored to your family is a good one. It was given to me by Brian Cook, who was CEO of Geelong, um, and I had retired and I'd moved cities to Sydney and I'd started a family in Sydney and there were opportunities to do some other things and ultimately as a family we decided that we were going to put down our foundations in Sydney as a family and therefore once that decision's made the reality is that'll probably put some ceilings on some of the paths that you can go down. I guess that makes it really easy for you in a sense that you know exactly what your priority is. Yeah, that's right. There's a great book called The Road to Character. The author's a guy, David Brooks, he's an ex-army general in the States And he speaks about, um, when it comes to decision-making, around prioritising your loves. And so you might have 10 and you list them out. It might be family, profession, 
art, music, socialising, whatever. Now, when you're faced with a decision, you just make sure that your priorities are in order and therefore you can go to bed really comfortable knowing that you've made the right decision. And that's really, at the end of the day, all you need to be comfortable with. Mm, I love that. Okay, Tom, stay right where you are. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to open this beautiful cardboard chatterbox. I look forward to it. We hope you enjoyed our preview of 15 Minutes with the Boss. If you like what you heard and want to hear the rest of the show, it's a really easy process. Just search 15 Minutes with the Boss and follow for free wherever you get your podcasts. The Australian Financial Review.